Hey guys, welcome to Truth or Theory Podcast. Uh, on, this, on this episode, we have our guest on the phone. He's an American wildlife entertainer who is known for his work with dangerous animals such as sharks, black bears, and alligators. He's made frequent appearances on popular television shows such as Wild Boys and Jackass. He's also the star of a Savage Wild. <laughs> Speaking of savage, he makes badass primitive weaponry. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show the one and only, our new friend, Manny the Shark Man Puig. Are you ready to go into the rabbit hole? We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. Quantum theory, it is the most bizarre theory ever proposed in the history of science. There are some of us who can leave our body. But from other dimensions, they pop in and out. The affirmative task we have now is to actually um, create a, a new world order. You can All right, guys, welcome to the show. We're going to get a... Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got Manny on. Um, he's going to tell us about some fish and uh, aquatic stuff, and it's going to be a good time. He's, he's awesome. Yeah, we're going to... Talk about the megalodon shark, uh, giant squids, all that good stuff. How you doing, Manny? Welcome megalodon. to the podcast. I've never seen one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've never seen a megalodon. I, I, I believe they're extinct. Yeah. But, uh, it, you know, the world goes through different periods, different changes. Uh, their food supply might have been short. Uh, as far as we know, I don't think uh, there was one hiding out there that we haven't seen already or found it. Yeah. You know, we've seen almost everything sooner or later, especially a, a large predatory animal like that that we'd have left uh, his, you know, his tracks on dead whales or bites, something like that. We would have seen it. Absolutely. But uh, giant squid, plenty out there. There's plenty out there. That's uh, you got the colossal squid. That's the most massive one, the heaviest one, and then you got the giant squid, which is longer. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, can you tell yeah, us? Yeah, uh, but the squid will hit on a regular basis. I'm sorry, say that again, man. We don't see them too often, but the sperm whales, yeah. they go down and they find them on a regular basis. That's their main food source. Oh, really? Yeah, they, go, they can dive deep. Got the humble. And they're preying on giant squid? I mean, uh, yeah, the, uh, the sperm whales are. Interesting. I didn't know that. Probably the largest. That's cool. Have you done most... Most of your diving with sharks, has it been with uh, just free diving, or do you go in cages at all? I've, I've done tank diving. I prefer free diving. I've done a lot of free diving with the sharks. i got to wait all day, so you know, I'd be out of air by the time the shark showed up. Yeah. So I'd sit on the surface and break up fish with a knife, pretend like I'm eating fish, and that would attract the sharks to me. <laughs> Whatever sharks were in the area, the species didn't matter. I would interact with a tiger, hammerhead, or... Bulls, mackerels, whatever showed up, depending what what ocean. That's cool. When you used uh, to uh, free dive with uh, freshwater gators, uh, you had two women that were diving with you. The first time I ever saw you on one of the uh, Discovery Channel or Animal Planet. Um, how long were you going underwater? It seemed like you were going down for a long time. I, my better dives, I was doing five and a half minutes underwater, 535 <laughs> to be exact. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, wow. I think if people before to swim with alligators and all that, it's not the smartest thing to do. They are dangerous. 
they do kill people and they do eat humans, regardless of anybody uh, tells you. Right. Sometimes you're shy, they run from you. That doesn't mean anything. Hmm. That's crazy. Uh, that is crazy. But, uh, My best it, time underwater it was. It was I did things like going underwater. I saw movies when I was a kid. Yeah. And uh, fantasy stuff, you know, like Tarzan, Jungle Gym, Sea Hunt. And I, I fantasized about that kind of stuff and I started doing it, you know, when I was in high school. Uh, but, it's, but it's a gift of God. And uh, I would have been killed a few times over. Wow. Dang. I what, give him the credit. Let's put it this way. What's your favorite shark species to work with? Uh, Mako shark. The Mako. Mako. Yeah, we were watching your video earlier. It's, just, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It it lives far offshore, far offshore, and uh, so if you interact with him, he's probably never going to see another human being before uh, ever again. Hmm. Chances are he's in the middle of nowhere. So you run into him, it's not like he's going to learn how to eat from people and you come up on the beach. You know, he's not a he won't get uh, habituated like a coastal shark might. You know. At a feeding station where people show up every day, and Michael's in the ocean where he swims. But if you do fall, get shipwrecked out there, or you're out there, uh, yeah, he's extremely dangerous to you. Wow, that's crazy. So they're more of a deep water shark. Uh, ocean sharks are more aggressive. Yeah. Yeah, it's open ocean, pelagic. Doesn't like to come up on the beach. It hunts. Uh, Deep water fish like swordfish, tuna, squid, uh, things like that. That's what it feeds on. It. It, it is also the fastest shark in the ocean. Yeah. But he's aggressive, and he's. Uh, I like the open ocean sharks. Yeah. They tend to be more aggressive, so I can interact. The more dangerous the shark is, the better it is to interact with. Yeah, for because sure. Because he's gonna come up to you better. <laughs> That's cool. That's pretty crazy. Um. What got you into making the weapon, the medieval weaponry and fishing equipment to spearfish and all that good stuff? Um, I am a history fanatic. Yeah. So I like historical primitive weapons, and I like to catch fish with my hands. So I'm the type of guy that instead of using a rifle, is going to use a spear. Yeah. Or my hands. I like to go that that primitive style. So I uh, I like good stuff. I like stainless steel. And I want to make classical uh, ancient weapons to hunt and fish with. And that's what got me. I, you, I can't find them anywhere. I had to make them myself. So I made for me what I wanted. And then people started taking interest to it. I started interested in it. I started selling it to people and let people use them. But I uh, made uh, tridents for fish and tridents for gator and wild boar. Wow. That's and great. And medieval spears. Uh, everything decorated too. I decorate my knives. I made axes that were decorated. I made pole axes. Uh, I like uh, I like all the historical stuff, the ancient stuff especially. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's beautiful craftsmanship and uh, very solid and strong too, which is a as a, a very good plus for anything you're gonna throw with the bad intentions. <laughs> I'm exaggerated. Everything I make is industrial strength. I mean, thicker, heavier. Uh, my knives are heavier than most knives are. Uh, it's all stainless steel, and it's yeah. Most people, everybody complains my stuff is heavy. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. You want something strong, gotta be strongly built. Yeah, it's built right. to last. Yeah. I got you. Your gator necklace right here. I still like the handprint. Yes, yes. 
That's yeah, it's a nice piece there, uh, 360 marine grade stainless. Yeah. Uh, it'll be around a long time. You can put it in the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> it's solid. It's beautiful. Beautiful detail in it, too. It looks just like the top yeah, of a gator. It's a lot harder to work with than silver, i tell you that much right now, or gold <laughs> or bronze. Yeah. What are you doing to get that detail I, into it? I use a, a Dremel. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. A fine tip Dremel that I can carve, and I, they carve into steel. I use a grinder, like the, the canals behind the eyes. That's, that's part of the characteristic of the gator's skull. I use a, a, a I got a thin, thin grinder for that. So I can cut it real. I mean, I'm like, I got my eye this close to the grinder when I'm in there. Real, just oh, wow. a four and a half inch grinder. Oh, I put S fitting metal everywhere. Yeah. To get that, yeah, if you move a hair over one side or the other, you'll you'll wreck the thing. Wow. So it's careful. And I, I drew it out. I used to do it from scratch with a drill bit, but it was taking me too long. And. It was going to cost, I would have to charge too much money for it. So I started water cutting the edge and then digging it out with a Dremel and grinder. Sand the back of it. What's your, same thing with a, what's your success rate with like what? a piece of steel? You can get a piece of, out of it every time or do you have some malfunctions with them and cut too deep? Really, rarely have a malfunction. I've, got it, I've been doing it so long, I just, you know... I really have to say, oh, I gotta throw this piece away and mess it up. I, 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 right now, I can't even remember an incident. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I remember my dad was going through um, building recurve bows for a while uh, for people, just as a side hobby. And um, oh, in the er the early that's different. Though. Yeah, yeah, the early experiments, there was a lot of bows exploding in our faces. <laughs> but uh, he made some really solid bows. That's different, though. I don't have a bow system. That's that is totally different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did. I did put the wood on a knife. I I expanded the the brass pin too much, and I did crack a piece of wood and I replaced it. Ooh. You know, when I'm putting the knife together, because I use brass pin, so yeah, I the wood onto the handle. Yeah, it's it's bound to happen. I, I mean, accidents happen. Yeah. But it didn't mess up the knife. I mean, the metal and everything is there. Yeah. I got it in the drawer right now. I got to need a key for it. Some good stuff. Are Are you um, gonna be in the um? Yeah. Are you gonna be in the new Jackass movie they're making, Jackass Four? I don't. You know, nobody told me anything about. I don't know if it's real or. I haven't called. Usually they they call me when there is. I just it might be a rumor. I don't know for sure they're doing it. Jeff Tremaine hasn't called me and say, "Man, we're doing Jackass 4. You know, none of the guys have told me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, called me up on it, so I'm not a uh, of it. I talked to Steve about like once a year. Yeah. He comes by. Matter of fact, you got to try to me in, and he'll call me when he's got an idea or something every once in a while. You know, if I call him, he'll return my call. But no, I don't ask about it or anything. If they, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. If time comes that they call, then I'll, I'll pick them there. Yeah. Uh, I. It's hard to. It's hard to beat one, two, and three without getting killed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Time is like, you know, how much further can you go? It's one of those games where, you know, okay, I'm going to jump off the mountain with a parachute. I'm going to go with an umbrella. I'm going to go with nothing. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's something like that. You just push it up. Uh, so, okay, I got ran over by a bull. Maybe I'll have an elephant step on me the next time around. Oh. It's, it's, how much further can you take it? Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like the point. You know? It's historical. 
Yeah, it's, yeah. it's uh, crazy they, to think about. That's the stuff I would say that. Some very dumb things, you know, and also some very gutsy things. Yeah. What's your... Uh, I got to give them credit for that. Yeah, they're nuts. What's your craziest experience being involved with those guys as far as jackass or wild boys? I, my favorite experience? Yeah. I had, a, on the wild boys, I had some good, good uh, trips. I had an Alaska trip where I swam the killer whales. I swam the grizzly bears. That's yeah, I something that. I always wanted to do, so I got to do it. Uh, I also did things with sharks uh, and then with the, in the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, actually, even with a mako shark. Mm-hmm. And uh, duskies, makos, I work with them. I also uh, work with lemon sharks around them. We did glass groupers, so they got bit up by, uh, bit by groupers. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of, I mean, we got a bunch of fish underneath the surfboard, put steve on it, and watch the sharks attack them on the surfboard. <laughs> <laughs> we did a lot of really smart things like that. <laughs> well, Manny, we're not going to keep you. Uh, my favorite thing. Go on. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. There's a little bit of a delay in our oh, call, so thing. we're cutting off, cutting you off over and over. Yeah, my favorite thing, uh, a lot of times, it's hand fishing. Do a lot of hand fishing. Uh, sometimes I've caught like maybe 40 different kinds of fish by hand, including several species of sharks like makos, uh, lemons, uh, leopard sharks. Actually, in California, uh, silky sharks, nurse sharks. I've caught all those by hand. And uh, and also you know like snappers, groupers, garfish, catfish, damn, uh, a bunch of uh, you know reef fish, tons of different reef fish by hand. Yeah, and most of that's on YouTube too for the listeners who are curious to see that. It's some wild yeah, videos. I don't need. Yeah. Your food almost done. We'll let you go in just a minute. Yeah, it looks like the food is almost done, but now I got a few more minutes. Okay. Um. Real quick. Uh, I got my family here watching it. Uh, so. Okay. Good deal. Food is almost But uh, let me see what else I have. I could, uh, topic. On the alligators, I started uh, high school. <clears throat> I started a little alligator and then a bigger alligator and a bigger alligator. <clears throat> so I finally got into, you know, hand-catching 12-foot alligators underwater oh. by hand. I've caught many alligators underwater by hand, and I discovered by the grace of God how to levitate an alligator. Real slowly off the bottom. Yeah, that's so <laughs> cool to watch. A lot for the Outdoor Channel too. I did 44 episodes for them. And biggest alligators I've encountered are over 13 feet underwater. That's huge. And yeah. I've uh, levitated. I took them from 25 feet down in the canal all the way to the surface. That's crazy. I had a lot of good alligator encounters. I got bit once by an alligator in over 40 years of interacting with him. And he ambushed from. Uh, he got me from behind. It was an ambush attack. He surprised me, and I, I didn't. I never got bit by an alligator on uh, what I would call me approaching or interacting with him. I got bit. I'm not, I don't want to brag about it. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't want to you know, mess it up and get bit. I uh, I got ambushed from behind, and I got bit in the back. And I got bit by four different kinds of shark, and I got bit by rattlesnakes twice. I'm missing a finger from a rattlesnake bite, as a matter of fact. Yeah, that's the Western Diamondback, correct? Left and down and back, bit me in a pygmy in high school. When I was 17 years old, I got bit by a pygmy rattlesnake. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've been doing this, like I said, for a long time. But I had a million close calls with uh, snakes and with alligators. And finally, you know, I got too confident. 
Now, how how did it how did it come about you uh, losing your finger over it? Were you just way out of town, or was it just back yeah, then they didn't have venom like the? Yeah, getting bit. The venom was uh, horrific. Gotcha. And, uh, you Ooh. get bit, and the venom is hard to. Uh, it, it, it devours your body. It's yeah. It's digestive enzyme, so you're being it's like sci-fi movie, you know, you're being digested as you're walking around. Jeez. Kind of like that. So this, yeah, destroyed your tissues and everything. So when I got a month later, doctor said the finger's got to come off. It's like. Dry grain green out, you know what I mean? So, okay, I told him, get it off right now. Wow. <laughs> you know, and then uh, I don't care about the look. I just want to, you know, the use of my hands, so get it off as, as soon as you can. He said it would hinder my my hand. And my hand was all kind of like, it was, still feels like rubber to this day. It doesn't work 100%. Oh, wow. Dang. Uh, and I'm an artist, and it was my left hand that got bit, and I'm a left handed. Oh. So uh, it wasn't a, wasn't a good idea. Mandy, um, uh, I got bored by wild boar too. Whoa, that's crazy! <laughs> <laughs> Those are some serious I monsters. I want to do like the knights did it, you know, medieval knights. And yeah, I found out a lot of things about it. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty cool. You made it out of that attack. That can get really nasty. Uh, do you keep any um, reptiles yourself uh, as pets? I got nothing. I took antibiotics, but nothing happened. I mean, I was I'm missing a tendon in my arm, and uh, I split it in two, and I got a, uh, another big gouge in my leg. But I'm, I came out okay from that. Oh, Holy cow. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> Manny, do you keep any um, reptiles as pets? No, no. Uh, we got six cats. Cats? Yeah. Cats are awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a really cool cat. There, and there's one right here. Yeah. And there's more everywhere else. Everywhere you look, there's a cat. We got a few. Yeah, my family's into cats, and we also got uh, some uh, uh, shrubumpkins, some goldfish, things like that, you know. Cool. Good deal. Uh, but I, I, I've had reptiles. Yeah, I had, when I was a kid, I had a pet six foot uh, water moccasin. I had a uh, pet rattlesnake before. I had things like that, but I just, it's too much of a hassle. Yeah. You know, and they're dangerous, you know, uh, to keep around. You know, you don't want them around people or any of that stuff. For sure. Uh, I, did, I did a lot of, I messed with a lot of snakes too. That's another thing I, uh, I picked up way, way too many. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like to pick on them. Yeah. I, I don't blame you. After getting bit, that's got to be terrifying to, to get tagged again. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of like when I got bit, it's like, oh, wow. It's kind of like, it feels like you got a flat tire in the Sahara Desert. It's like, wow, this is really all. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, the whole trip is, yeah. you know, it ain't going to be over there. You know, you got months of, of rehabilitation, months of pain if you live. So it's really bad. For sure. Um, well, what we do at the end of every episode is we ask our guests the same six questions. Uh, I'll ask you those questions now so we can let you go eat. Um, for the listeners listening, Manny's cooking some good tilapia right now, probably caught by one of his tridents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. I got a bunch of them with the tridents. <laughs> nice. All right, here, uh, you ready for the first question? Sure. You have the power to create one law. Which law do you create and why? A law? Yeah. <laughs> Just any kind of law. Any right? law you can think of. Uh well, God's laws. Leave it there. <laughs> I got God's laws before man's laws. Okay, I'll go there. Okay. All right. Perfect. We'll take it. 
Number two, what three words would you choose to describe yourself? Uh, I don't know. A few words. I mean, I'm a slash uh, hunter. Uh, back to wild animals, there's no title to what I do. But it's a mixture of that. Hunting, uh, primitive style hunting, interacting, and fishing. Just the perfect uh, primitive wild man. Like <laughs> Full outdoorsman. Yeah. Number three. Uh, yeah, what? means a lot, you know. There's a lot of different types. Go on. Oh, yeah. For sure. Uh, number three is what do you want to be remembered for? Um, I want, well, I, my legacy is what I've done out there. I want to be remembered uh, more likely for the better things I've done than the worst things I've done. <laughs> <That would laughs> yeah. Yeah. I interacted with uh, wild animals. The, I broke ground. I discovered a lot of things about interacting with animals that people never done before. Uh, give the credit to God. I want that to be remembered. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. The to the Lord God. He created, all, he created all the animals I messed with, so he yeah. can either protect me from them or he can send them on me. Either way. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, number four is, what is something you like that most people don't know about you? Uh, well, right now, uh, I'm an artist. Most people didn't know me to be an artist. They always knew me, <clears throat> or even a history fanatic. They knew me as just a guy that swims with sharks and alligators and came out on uh, on Wild Boys and Jackass. That's what they, you know. Yeah. But I'm an artist, yeah. A damn good one, too. Yeah. Yeah, really good one. Thank you. Number five is... Yeah, yeah. nobody has uh, what you have there. Nobody has one of those. <laughs> I mean, a lot of, I mean, nobody, you're not going to find that anywhere else. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. Other yeah. people have them, but nobody makes that kind of stuff that I do. It's, it doesn't, it's not in the market. It's not out there. Yeah, it means a lot to me. I've been a fan of yours for a long time. Uh, I'm a wildlife guy myself, and I've always looked up to you. So having this is really cool for me. Wildlife conservation, uh, I have a lot to talk about that, but that'll be another day. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, I, I, I look at it differently. The, the lands that people develop sometimes benefit wildlife. That's what people don't understand that. Uh, most of the wildlife in Florida is found on cattle, cattle ranches where people have cut trees, cleared land, and planted the grass. That's right. where your deer go, that's where your hogs go, and that's where your Florida panther goes to eat them, to feed them. So they don't. The pristine forest sometimes is not the best thing for wildlife. Hmm. That's one thing I've learned. Oh, it's a different uh, look on a it. A lot out there. Yeah, I give you a different outlook on a lot of stuff that I've yeah. learned over the years. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I've been into. I know. That's awesome. Um, number five is if you could have any superpower, which would you choose and why? Well, I don't have any superpowers, but uh, I would just do what's right. What, what, what was it? What did you say, Manny? <laughs> no, nothing, I'm sorry, I didn't catch That's it. All so I can do, talk, talk to fish? Just if I had a I would like to do what... Uh, what's right with it? Yeah, that's that's, that's it. Yeah, gotcha. I mean, I, I don't know, uh, I'm 66 years old right now, 
And I just, after years and years of seeing this, you know, the best thing to do in life is just do the right thing. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's good. Um, the last question is, um, if you could know the truth on any conspiracy theory out there, which would you choose? I know you're not a big conspiracy guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, people, well, people love conspiracies. People, love, uh, the global warming conspiracies and all that kind of stuff. That's that's the one you would choose. That's the one you would like to know about. No, no, I know, I know oh. about it already. Uh, listen, God controls the weather. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't, it ain't uh, that we got more cars or less cars. Volcanoes do more damage to the atmosphere than than we all do. But historically, we have cold climates and hot climates and rain and everything. I believe God controls. He made the planet, made the earth and everything. And at the end of the, regardless of what we do, he will control the weather. Yeah. Yeah, I think it all that's comes down to just natural fight. cycles. Uh, you, you can't starve all humanity, you know, over some guy's theories or something like that. You know, uh, you need cars. You need to transport food. <laughs> There's a lot of hungry people who need to get get, uh, get fed. That's what I see it. Yeah. So, but there's uh, yeah, there's conspiracy about everything. As yeah. far as like, uh, yeah, I mean, people looking for Bigfoot. Yeah. Uh, they think they would have found them already. My uh, investigations would be like in the ocean, where there are species of animals that still haven't been found. The megamouth shark was found. A few deep-water sharks have been discovered that man has never seen before. But as far as an ape man running around the woods. Uh, yeah, maybe a long, long time ago, but yeah, walking around the earth, like, you running into them or seeing them. Yeah, there's bears out there, you can find them. Yeah, yeah. see them out there. There's uh, the Florida mountain lion, the Florida panther, it's out there. You know, those are the, the higher, uh, and there's tons of them right now. Yeah, so, you know, you're, seeing a bear in Florida is not a problem right now. Yeah, I'm sure the pigs are helping that too, having them to prey on. Well, the pigs are. The panther population because it's their main food source. So the more pigs you got out there, the more panthers you got. Yeah, uh, right. It's just math. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, people complain about them because they tear up sod, they tear up crops, they do all kinds of things like that. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, to me, it's a benefit, but I can't blame other people that they have a farm. They don't like what they're doing to the farm, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're right. fun to hunt too. <laughs> They're fun to hunt and they're good to eat. Yeah. Uh, I, I like them around because the economy goes bad. People can go out to the woods and get something to eat. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. plenty of protein out there. A lot of poor people. As a matter of fact, I know people go hunting and they've made them to, you know, homeless shelters. They go, hey, look, we just want to go hunting. We don't want, uh, and they take the pig with their kingdom and they cook them up for them. I know people do that. That's so awesome. always, when you're hungry, you're not going to get too fuzzy. You're going to make a nice pork stew and you're going to eat it. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. I like it myself. I eat, I eat wild uh, pork myself all the time, too. Yeah, and me I'm too. I'm about to have some wild tilapia. <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, we'll let you go, Manny. Uh, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. you thank you. That's okay, it. Got everything? Good That's day, it. Guys. Yeah, no problem. We'll talk another day. All right. Sure. Nice. Talk to you next time. Have a good one. Yes. Bye. Have a good one. Well, JP, we just had a quick, short and sweet episode with Manny Puig, the Shark Man, a.k.a. Aquaman.
It was uh, nice to get to talk to him for a few minutes. He's a busy man. He's hard to catch, but we appreciate the time that he gave us. Yeah, he, he was super cool. He uh, he had to go pretty quick. Uh, There's a lot of things I like to ask him about, a lot of his experiences and like uh, just more in-depth stories. I know he's got a million stories, I'm sure. It'd be fun to just sit down and just shoot, you know, just BS for a while with him. Yeah, I have a, a good four dozen cliff notes in my head that I wanted to talk to him about. Yeah. That I'm hoping we can get him back on soon and, and dissect those memories with him because the guy's done so much cool stuff, man. He's You go on YouTube and type up Manny Puig. Um, you can watch him hand catch a Mako shark. He, he does uh, noodling basically with a Goliath grouper. Just some crazy Jeez. shit. And, and what he talks about uh, levitating alligators is one of the coolest things you'll see. He goes underwater gets below the alligator and grabs below its chin in like a calm state and just gently rises it to the surface of the water. And it's just a cool, mesmerizing thing. I remember seeing it when I was a teenager. And I just thought this guy was the coolest shit ever. That is really cool. I, I've always wanted to get in and mess around with animals, but I'm, ooh. Ooh. He, he's told us he, that he's been bit by sharks and alligators and snakes. And I, I, I don't know. I'm not in the getting bit game. I'm yeah. not a fan. <laughs> Fun fact about me versus Manny as far as bites. As he, I've been bit by an alligator more than he has, and he's been bit by a venomous snake, and I never have. So that he can keep that. <laughs> I don't want that. Dude. That's freaky. I've always I've ha- I have a lot of hours uh, handling venomous snakes since I was a teenager, and um, it's a lot of fun. It's a very dangerous hobby. I've been very fortunate to not have ever been bit by a venomous snake. I've been bit by plenty of non-venomous snakes, but I do have my share of alligator bites being from Louisiana and the hobby that I have. I almost lost um, one of my fingers to an alligator about eight feet long. Manny lost his uh, left hand, middle finger, I believe, to that western diamondback. Man, that would be scary in the moment. Like, you know, like, uh, that's it. I got I got venom in me. Like, this Yeah, is let's go talk time. about that. Because that's a common uh, myth. We'll go truth to theory on that one. Uh, there's a lot of myths with what you're supposed to do when you get bit by a venomous snake. One of the oldest ones that everybody knows is the suck the venom out, which does not work at all. Yeah, it's just weird fetish stuff that people do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and actually, venom in your mouth is actually safe. You can take venom from a snake directly and digest it and swallow it. It doesn't bother you. It's strange. Your enzymes counteract their enzymes and it just breaks it down. But if it gets into your blood tissue, into your stream, if it's a hemotoxin, which is what rattlesnakes are for the most part, and vipers, that breaks down your tissue and just basically starts to rot you. And that's what the Western Diamondback did to his finger. Now, how many how many different kinds of venom are there? Um, there's a few. Um, the, the two that I know the most about is neurotoxin and hemotoxin. And I just explained hemo. That's the blood clotting, uh, body tissue breaking down. The neurotoxin is a nerve system, attacks your nerve system, which is to me is freakier. I'd rather the hemotoxin. So it's like more to paralyze you then? Yeah, it just gets in your nerves and shoots through your whole nervous system and starts causing all kinds of damage Oof. and that would be like your coral snakes your cobras um some rattlesnakes have a little bit of uh, neurotoxin with them too but i believe they're mostly in central america as far as north america the ones we have is uh the hemotoxin it's your copperheads cottonmouths those vipers rattlesnakes are vipers too all your pit vipers have a uh, hemotoxin for the most part that's, that's which is scary <laughs> yeah the only true neurotoxin snake that I believe we have in the United States is the coral snake, which there's different variations of the coral snake. But that one's a, a, a neurotoxin. And most 
neurotoxins and I'm not an expert in this stuff. It's just a hobby of mine. So if somebody hears this and knows something better than I do, please correct me. Truth or theory podcast at gmail.com. And I'll talk about it the next time we're on an episode so I can correct this information. But most neurotoxin snakes have uh, fixed teeth and fangs. They don't have the independent fangs that uh, like a hyper uh, mm. needle. What's the term? Hyper. What is it? Hyper. Uh, yeah. A needle. Whatever. Yeah, the needle. <laughs> it's like a syringe, basically. It's a hollow fang that pumps the venom through it, which is what vipers have. Your coral snakes are just fixed teeth that are stationary, like a cobra's are stationary. They don't move. There's no venom that pumps through them. It just pumps around them. So they kind of chew on their prey when they inject the venom. Okay. A viper will tag you with his uh, fangs and inject you, basically, in that inside of that bite. Now, you own some snakes. I do, but uh, I don't own anything dangerous anymore. I, I do have a dangerous emerald tree boa, but he's pretty calm. My wife and I can feed him, I mean, hand him a, a water bottle. And he'll drink right from the little spigot on it. It's pretty cute. Yeah. But as a as a whole, they're pretty uh, temperamental and feisty species. But I uh, downsized like crazy from moving state to state. And when I lived in Louisiana, I had a uh, permit to have venomous snakes, which you need to have. In most states, uh, you have to have a permit to have that kind of stuff. And I haven't gotten one in Colorado, and I don't really care to have that at this time, being living a little simpler. But yeah, it's a fun hobby for sure. Are fun. I like having pets. I, yeah. I've I've had pets in the past. Right now, just just the old fish tank. Oh yeah, loving it. You got the African cichlids. Yeah, uh, got a lot of different kinds. I got some Fresh from Madagascar. I got some from Africa. Some from Central America. They're all not supposed to be in the same tank, really, but they get it along. Works. It works. They get they along. Good. It'll be fun. Cichlid, assorted cichlids. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, your tank. It looks really damn. Thank you. Smooth. Thank you. Uh, another common misconception that's with venomous snakes that drives me nuts is uh, when people say the baby snakes will dump more venom in you because they don't have any control. That's the weirdest, dumbest uh, that's not true. myth ever. Yeah, I don't even know how who who started that. Yeah. It's strange, but uh, no, they 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 pump what they have ready basically, and they can only make so much. And the smaller the snake is, it's not going to make that much. You got a bigger volume with a bigger snake. So it's like the opposite. It basically is the opposite. Wow. I see. I was a believer of that. I thought that was true. Yeah. It's not. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of bad myths with snakes. Unfortunately, they have a bad rep. They they don't have a good PR agent. (laughs) Ever since the the Bible. (laughs) Change managers. Yeah. They need to get a new PR. Hey, but nobody's messing with the babies now because everybody's scared of the babies. As long as it keeps people from messing with them. But my biggest thing is just don't kill the damn things. Just get away from it. If it's in your yard... Spray with a hose or do something. It'll go, it'll leave. It's not going to want to stick around if you don't want it there. Trust me. Snakes are very secretive animals, and they their last line of defense is to strike. Their first thing is camouflage to not be seen. Second thing is to retreat, and third thing is to stand their ground and strike. So if you leave it alone, it'll go away. Now, t- tell me more about what's your experience with uh, with the alligators and the basically other animals more more aquatic, I guess. Alligators, my alligator stories are kind of embarrassing because most of them are on my downtime and cutting up stuff I'm not supposed to do legally. Uh, <laughs> I'm not in Louisiana anymore, so you can't get me game wardens. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I used to play with them a lot, which sounds really stupid. But um, we had one one time that my wife and her son, uh, my stepson, came to visit me. They're from Illinois originally, Illinois, Iowa area. And. We found this one gator in one of my favorite little water holes that we play in all the time. 
And um, he was like a zoo alligator. And when I say zoo alligator, I mean he was very, like, social. And I guess he had been fed too much by people, and he lost his fear of humans, which is dangerous. And usually when they lose their fear of humans, the game wardens and all that stuff will um, take them out because they become dangerous. They don't. The natural reaction for an alligator is to get away from people. When it doesn't have that fear anymore, it becomes dangerous for potential bites and idiots feeding it food and them getting too close and it'll snag them. It doesn't. They don't usually do it out of aggression either. It's just purely curiosity and trying to get food. They don't look at people as prey most of the time. Yeah. Um, so one time I was I was messing with this eight footer that was coming up to me on the bank. I could pull his face out of the water by his jaw and then pull him up to the, to um, to his front legs onto the bank. And my stepson and my wife got a kick out of it at the time. I'd never seen anything like that being where they're from. So I pushed my luck with that a little bit too long. Got sloppy and careless. And uh, one of the times I went to grab his face, he was submerged under the water. And I thought I grabbed the bottom of his jaw, but I grabbed the inside of his mouth because he was sitting underwater with his mouth partially open. Oh. And my finger my finger touched the palate of his, the roof of his mouth. And when he felt that, he thought it was food or something. So he just chomped down. And then when he did that, it sliced my finger oh. i pulled my hand real quick and uh 24 stitches later in the tetanus shot uh i got a this finger this this um whatever the word is i'm looking for disconfigured finger yeah <laughs> i got a dub finger the old strong hand <laughs> yeah but uh, i kept my finger so it still works for the most part this is a learning experience i've been bit by smaller gators too playing with them and catching them but that was the biggest gator bite i have you're crazy, bro. I don't mess with them alligators. I, well, I've never seen one in the wild. I've only ever seen them. Yeah, in the you zoo grew up in, in a different state, though. You grew up in Wyoming. I grew up in yeah. in, the, in the alligators punch bowl. Yeah. So if you're into reptiles, you're gonna you're bound to get some cool encounters like that. I want to go out there. I want to try going out on the the airboats and seeing yeah. them and all that. Yeah. If you ever come visit down there, we can definitely go do that. They have really cool tours down there. If you're ever in Louisiana. Grab your grab yourself a pamphlet from a hotel, and there will be twelve, at least twelve tour guide things in there to go see that kind of shit. I mean, it's a lot safer than me taking you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just reach in and just grab him. You'll, no, no, look, he's got a, just a bad put, tooth. We're gonna give him a little yeah, toothbrush. Just bring him up, gentle. Yeah, I uh, I did get bit by a saltwater crocodile one time too, and that's a serious story. Now I hope you guys are sitting down when I tell the story. It's pretty scary. I'm ready. I was in Chicago. Yeah, I know what you're, you're thinking. How the hell did you get bit by a saltwater crocodile in Chicago? I was at a reptile show. Mm. <laughs> mm. And they had a, a little tub full of baby saltwater crocodiles. They were adorable, as you can imagine. If you like reptiles, they were adorable. <laughs> and I asked the guy if I could hold one and... I asked if I could let it bite me just so I could say I've been bit by a saltwater crocodile. He looked at me like I was a weirdo, which I am. But uh, he bit me, and it wasn't too bad. It was about the same as a baby alligator, even though if you got bit by an adult crocodile versus an adult alligator, it's a little bit different. But uh, it wasn't bad. It broke the skin, but I survived. Saltwater croc attack. Man. Saltwater croc attack. (laughs) (laughs) Me and my buddy Andy used to have a competition who could get the best animal scar for the weirdest animal and craziest attack he's a good friend of mine he worked at a zoo as well in in, um in uh illinois and i worked at a zoo in louisiana and um he beat me pretty good i think he got attacked by a buffalo 
So I would like to get him on here one time what? and let him tell that story. Like trampled? When I say buffalo, I meant bison. Sorry. It's a bad habit. Is there a difference? Yeah. North America, it's bison. In the other countries, it's buffalo. Huh. Like Just a water buffalo. Yeah, like Cape Buffalo and okay. all that. Yeah, yeah, they are different. Mm-hmm. Somewhere down the line, they got the wrong word used, and everybody says buffalo, including myself. Yeah. But he got gored by a bison, a female mother, uh, right in the back of the leg and ripped the whole back of his leg open. Oh, yeah. my God. Crazy story, but I let him tell that story. Yeah. Dang. Dang. What's your craziest animal attack story, Mr. JP? Uh, the, Not many. I don't really mess with the animals too much. You know, a mosquito out of control got you in the neck one time? Yeah, I'm kind of, I don't know if I'm like allergic to mosquitoes or what, but when I get bit, it gets big. Like really? a full well. One of my daughters big. is like that too. It's, it's it got to be something to do with the, the blood. Yeah. It, me and mosquitoes don't mix, but. Been bit by plenty. Yeah. We lived, both of us lived in North Dakota for a little while. And oh, I did not expect oh, North Dakota oh. to have bad mosquitoes being from Louisiana. So bad. Dude, those mosquitoes, I think, could kick. Um, Louisiana mosquitoes asses. Those mosquitoes are possessed and have rabies and they're huge. It's surprising because it's cold. I know. It how, seems like it's cold for like 10 months out of the year and then you have two months of mosquitoes. It. I know. It's so <laughs> crazy. I remember one time I was letting some prairie lizards go in a field out by the Missouri River out there and I walked into this field and I was like, it should be fine. It's just a little marsh, not too bad. I got swarmed by mosquitoes so bad. I've never Ooh. been swarmed that bad in my life and I grew up in going in the woods and swamps and stuff dude it was insane like every part of my body had a mosquito biting the shit out of me yeah they're they're bad 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 i hated it i put on bug spray like stuff was gonna run out or something i just hosing myself down on the daily yeah i that's something that used to drive me nuts too when i go in the woods i was like trying to figure out why i get so damn hot and i'm not sweating properly and I realized it's because I was wearing so much off. It, like, clogs your mm. pores and it doesn't allow your body to sweat properly. So it's either get eaten by mosquitoes or have, like, a trapped yeah. skin pores where you can't sweat. I think it's the DEET, whatever that is, that chemical. And they say the DEET is bad for you, but... DEETs. Well, what, getting chewed up by mosquitoes is bad for you, in my opinion. Yeah, especially <laughs> if you get West Nile. Yeah. How about, how about uh, ticks, man? Are you a tick magnet? Never seen one. Never been, never, never had one. You never. serious? Yeah. Damn, dude. I can't even count how many times I've had ticks on me. You're going to get Lyme disease, bro. I know. Dude, that's crazy. You've never seen a tick before. Uh, what's your method of getting them out? You use the little, the tool, or do you burn them? Oh, man, I've done so many different variations, and I learned the hard way that you are not supposed to use nail polish, which works really good. Nail polish? Because it suffocates them, and then they fall off. Hmm. But what I didn't know when I switched to doing nail polish is that it suffocates them, and they vomit all in the wound that they bite you in, and it oh. causes way more bacteria irritation, <laughs> which is disgusting. So the best way to get a tick off is not to burn it. It does the same thing. It vomits inside of the, the bite that it has, which is really gross, and causes more potential harmful bacteria. You should get tweezers and get it as close to the, the surface as you can, pull the head out, and pull it from there. And that's the best way to do it, the mm. safest way. And then put rubbing alcohol, peroxide, and bleach and mouthwash and all kinds of crap little ajax yeah jack daniels on it (laughs) have your friends suck out the wound (laughs) watch out for the baby ticks because they just throw up way more than the adult ticks they don't know any better under control (laughs) oh man 
So what's been going on in JP's world, man? Tell the listeners. Uh, same stuff. Just trying to, we're getting in a lot of episodes and thanks again for all the, all the guests that come on and all the listeners and just everybody in general. I mean, everybody takes time out of their day to listen to us and the guests take time out of their busy day to, you know, just to come on and BS with us in the world for a little bit. And I mean, yeah, it really means a lot. It comes down to it. We're just two guys. Just thought we'd give this a shot. I'm surprised so many people are, yeah, you know, we've been able to reach out to so many and it's, it's awesome. We're two broke bros just having a podcast. Hey. Reach it out. <laughs> Which is, yeah, it's really cool because everybody that comes on gives the next guest more confidence to come on. And coming on early like this, you don't have a whole lot to to gain for yourself because our listeners aren't that big yet. But it's climbing for sure. We're, oh, yeah. And I really appreciate the guests coming on and taking a chance with us. And Yeah, we got many more. We're, we're booked through March. All the way through March, I'm going to be making a, a flyer soon that's going to have all the guests listed so you guys can see what's coming. And if you have questions for any one of those guests, you know where to go. Truth or Theory Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we, we've had a couple of, couple of reviews, a couple of feedback. and It's really cool, yeah. Yeah, it is cool. We love hearing from you guys. So definitely get on there, even if you just drop by to say, hey. Yeah. You know. Shout Good out stuff. to uh, Jeremy, who emailed us a while back, too. Yeah. Um, he was out in Houston for the fights. Appreciate that, Jeremy. Yeah. Some good feedback. He was surprised that we were MMA fans. Oh, buddy. You got a lot of MMA guests coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're fun ones because they, yeah. they they have some a lot of experiences as well. <laughs> yeah. They do one of the craziest things on this planet, in my opinion. They're, they're basically modern gladiators. It's, it's a crazy thought. Like, okay, we're going to put you in this cage, and you have to fight this other guy or girl. Like, but yeah. you, got, you have to fight. In front of, in front of everybody, like everybody's watching you. Of people. Get ready to to fight this person to the end. You're either gonna give up or you're, no. they're they're gonna give up. One of the two, but it's super intense. Yeah, and the amount of training those guys and girls do going into those fights is incredible. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's I'm gonna wrap this episode up. We just wanted to give you guys a little more content since man had to cut it short. Um, he's a busy man. He's making some good fish. Follow him on Instagram. You can watch all his crazy fishing trips and how he does it. He makes these crazy trident spears that he's throwing at boar, gators, fish, all kinds of stuff. And he eats it all and makes things out of it. He's a, a true wild, native, primitive man. Yeah, <laughs> he, he is. He's a lot of fun. Yeah. He's a, a rare, a rarity these days for sure. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We'll, uh, we'll catch you next time. Have a good one. Hey, JP. I think they all left. What what other animal noises do you know how to do, bro? Uh, an owl. Ooh, 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 ooh. Let me hear that that wildcat again. This shit's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Uh, the only good one I have, I think, is good. Is uh, my kids get a kick out of his horses running or a horse running. So listen to this. Here's a horse running and then jumping over something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. We're idiots. I got a bad feeling about this.
Billions of 